Hello there. Welcome and thank you for listening to the Joy Fountain podcast. It is my prayer that the message you're about to hear will in many ways than one feed your soul and strengthen your decision and resolve to follow Jesus. My name is Andaza Hezekiah, pastor at the Joy Fountain Church here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May your joy be full today in Jesus' mighty name. Now let's dive into the Word. Okay, so today we want to uh, complete our um, series on the the blessing. <laughs> so uh, we started talking about the blessing in August the 8th. August the 8th, I remember. And uh, we've had so many messages. I think we skipped one or two Sundays throughout the, that period. So if you look at August to now, that's August, September, October, and uh, November. So three months and one, three months and, and a week. So that's quite a long time to uh, carry a series. Um, at a point I was wondering, will people still be, you know, hanging in by the time we get to the end of it? But it's interesting that people, it appears, have enjoyed it. I've got some reviews from individuals who have talked about how they've enjoyed the message so far. So today we come to the end of the uh, blessing series. And I can tell you this, that I have not touched, the, you know, everything I, about the subject or everything I think I know or everything that is available on the subject because it's, 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 it's just deep. There's so much you can look at, uh, you know. But as you study the scriptures, I want you to remember that you are blessed of God. As a child of God, you are blessed by God. Uh, those who uh, call upon the name of Jesus, the Bible says to as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become. So you have to receive a certain power to become a child of God. You don't just become a child of God. There is a process. It is first belief in Jesus Christ that he died for your sins, that he came and took your place on the cross. And then once you believe in his death and his resurrection, that saves you from eternal damnation, from total separation from God. And you can now have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That's how it works. That's how the Lord Jesus Christ taught it when he came. And that's the gospel. The gospel is simply that Jesus Christ died and he resurrected. He rose from the grave uh, because of that. he had victory over death. And that's very, very important because, you know, when we're separated from God, that is eternal death. Separation from God is eternal death. And we do not want to be separated from God. As believers, we believe that we'll re we'll, 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 when we leave this world, we go back to God. It's important to understand that. That's the trajectory of life. We come into this world and we'll leave one day. Now, people they believe all kinds of things, different kinds of things, different kinds of doctrines, religions, beliefs. But I'm saying, if you are a Christian, Christian means those who behave like Jesus. Okay? In, uh, we find in Acts chapter 11, that was the very first time that Christians were called in the city of Antioch that the name Christians were ever first used, Christians, those who behaved like Jesus. Before then, they were just called followers of, Jesus, of Yeshua, Jesus, or followers of, uh, you know, of, uh, those who um, imitate him or his disciples, that's all. But the disciples were first called Christians in the city of Antioch. So there is a history there. Um, but back to being blessed. We started our journey in, in Genesis chapter 12, Genesis chapter 12, where we saw that God said to Abraham that uh he uh, would bless him. So I'll just go to Genesis chapter 12. And today I have my old King James Bible with me, uh, Genesis chapter 12. And I will just read. I, I want to end where we started. So Genesis chapter 12 says, Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. 
And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curse thee. And in, in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. That's how all of this began. God called someone because he had a plan. And that plan inclu includes you and me. That plan includes everyone that will become um, born again, that will give their hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when I, I, I took some time to explain this, that throughout generations, God was tracing, you know, a path to bring in Jesus Christ. For us on this side of eternity, that seems like a crazy deal. Like, come on, why don't you just snap your finger and get it done? Why don't you just do like Thanos and boom, you know, it's destroyed or it's created. You know, like you have all the power. That, that's what the Bible says. But why don't you just do that? But you see, you need to understand that in the spiritual realm, things are different from the physical realm. All we see in the physical realm are symbolic of what happens in the spiritual realm. But in the spiritual realm, it's greater. Uh, the, the, you have to, God has to give you insight and understanding. We are the ones who see time here. On the other side of eternity, uh, on the other side called eternity, there is no time. It's one long day. And in the process of time, we, we call it time. Well, I don't know what it's called out there, but we call it time. We see it as thousands of years. What God is doing through one generation to the other, he was carving this path all the way down through different, um, you know, and you, if you go to the book of Matthew, you can actually trace it. So when Jesus was born, as one of the sons, grand, 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 grand sons in the lineage of Abraham, that blessing was produced. And the meaning of the, when God said, you will be uh, through your family, uh, all families of the earth will be blessed. He's saying that it is through you that I'm going to bring salvation through your lineage. And that's what we have today. And in Galatians chapter three, I have repeated this over and over so that people have a, the concept. You know, in Galatians chapter three, you find that the Bible clearly tells us that the promise that God made to Abraham also has come upon the Gentiles. Gentiles are all the nations outside the Jewish race. God had to choose someone. He chose a specific individual who is the forefather of a certain race that through that individual, through that family, salvation should come. That was the choice he made. And so it, there is no superiority here. It is just about a choice. Somebody has to be the one to do what needs to be done. Some people have a problem with that. But realize this, that even in this world, you cannot be Usain Bolt. There's only one, right? <laughs> no matter how I try, I'm not going to be Usain Bolt because I can't run from here to there fast enough. That's him. He's one unique person. No matter how I try, I cannot be Michael Jordan because I never played basketball. I didn't have the calling to play basketball. On and on and on. You just see. This is just to tell you that there are certain people gifted in certain ways, given certain abilities, given certain capabilities, given certain kinds of uh, unique gifts that other people may not have. That's what causes them to stand out. So you have this individual called Abraham uh, in, in, you know, living in the desert of Mesopotamia, and God appears, appears to him, and he um, tells him to leave and go to the place that he would show him. Before that, he says, this is what I want to do with you. God clearly gives him a vision and says, through you, I will do such and such a thing. So we established what a blessing really means or what the blessing means. And we said the blessing or a blessing is God attributing to a person certain qualities, certain things, you know, that are divine in nature. God gives them a divine attribute. It can be you. It can be anyone. As Christians, we have that access. God says he wants to bless us. It's our responsibility to respond and receive the blessing that God has for us. So Abraham we established that and we went through. And then all through time, we began to look at um, the different ways where we can look at the blessing. 
Last Sunday, we said that the blessing, you know, we talked about the blessing of divine access. Uh, in October, we talked about the blessing from the word of his power. We looked at how the word of God is powerful. And I want to remind you today that it is that word. When we read the scriptures, when we read the scriptures and we are prayerful over the scriptures, we have such great divine access. Jesus is the one that opened the door for divine access to us. We also talked about, uh, the, you know, the, the, that the blessing is the great interventionist. That was October 18. We looked at the blessing being the great interventionist. And we, those were uh, October 18 and October 11. We looked at uh, one and two of that. We had to break it into two. And we went into the book of Revelation. And we saw how, you know, um, um, the Lord Jesus himself appeared to John when he was in exile. And we said that believers can go through hard times. Believers can be challenged. Things can happen to us. But at the end of the day, you know, God will show up for us. In that island of Patmos, when it was lonely and dreary, that's when the voice of the Lord appeared behind him. He, he had a voice behind him. And when he turned, he saw this amazing figure that looked like a man, but yet had bronze-like features. This was a heavenly being. And he recorded all of the things that he was given. And I, I remember talking about being caught up and focusing on the fact that one of the things about being, being a blessed one from God or a blessed person is that we have the opportunity of being caught up. Now, other people who do not know the Lord Jesus are also caught up. But where are we caught up? And we, we can be caught up in all kinds of things. We can be caught up in all the wrong things. But we, but we want to be caught up in God and caught up in the plans of God, caught up in the purposes of God so that it will help us accomplish his will for us here on the planet. We talked about, you know, um, the blessing has staying power, that because of the blessing, because of what God puts in us, because of the, the divine ability God gives to us, we are able to uh, rough it out. We're able to keep going. We're able to keep standing. And one day we can look back and say, it is the blessing that kept me in the race. It is the blessing that brought me this far. Let me tell you this. You may have a very terrible story in your life. You may have a very you know, a difficult time right now. You may be going through a very difficult time right now. I want to assure you, like I always say, every problem has an expiry date. You see, and every problem actually has a best before date. It is, I, I like the best before date before the expiry because after the best before date is just counting down time. In a, in a while, it will become expired. And that's just how to look at life, that problems will not last forever. They are opportunities for us to grow and, and, and get to the next level. So whatever you are going through, there is an answer. There is a door that will open and you will look back and give glory to God. So the blessing has staying power. We talked about the blessing being at a distance. We saw Abraham going all the way you know, to, to Mount Moriah to sacrifice his son. The Bible says he lifted up his eyes and he saw the place that God had spoken to him afar off. God had told him the mountain where he was to do, you know, uh, present Isaac before the Lord. He was being tested. And there are some of us who are being tested. We are being tested to go through fire. We are being tested to go through hard times. We are being tested to remain in a place where things may not be comfortable, but because you know deep in your heart, this is what God has asked you to do. You stay in that place of work. You stay in that business. You do not have that release to leave it. You do not have the release to, to walk away from it because uh, the blessing is at a distance. You go the distance. Sometimes it's a physical distance. You need to change your location. Other times it's a distance of having to stay in the game until there is victory. Hallelujah. Also, 
we saw that, you know, we talked at one time about, you know, how the name of Jesus is so powerful. We talked about the, uh, you know, what is in a name. Uh, we also looked at, uh, you know, what the word blessing means, which I've already talked about earlier on, but I'm just going back to the beginning. And I want us to know, friends, that God has a plan. And to close it out, I'm going to read from Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29. I'll ask you to open your Bibles to Jeremiah 29 and let's read it together. You know, follow me as I read it. This is where I close out the series on uh, the blessing. And I start from Jeremiah chapter 29 from verse uh, 10. For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, says the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, said the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. Okay, watch this. The children of Israel, this was written by, this is a prophecy by Jeremiah. Jeremiah the prophet was called as a young man from the city of Anathoth, which is a, a city or town of prophets. And uh, he's, one of the things about Jeremiah was, he was a prophet who spoke a lot of doom and gloom during his time, but he was to warn the children of Israel. He was to tell them, look, you guys are a blessed people, but you have departed from God. You are worshiping other idols. You are doing things that God says he doesn't want. And, and, and you are going to be carried away captive. You are going to suffer the consequences of all you are doing. They didn't listen. They just continued to do whatever they wanted to do. They abandoned the God of their fathers and they chose a way that they felt was the best for them. But here's the point. You know, while they're in captivity, God speaks to them, you know, in, in a letter from Jeremiah. If you go to chapter 1 of Jeremiah 29, it says, Now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders, which were carried away captives, and to the priests, and to the prophets. So his prophecy came to pass. They were now in captivity. And the Lord gave him a fresh word to those who are in captivity. These blessed people, these descendants of Abraham, got into trouble. By their own making, they called trouble unto themselves. Blessed people also have problems. Sometimes the problems are caused by themselves. And so he wrote a letter to them. And then the, the letter was read. In verse 5, part of the letter, he said, Build ye houses and dwell in them, and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. God was telling them, just stay there. Because you are not coming out until what? Verse 10, he says, For thus says the Lord, after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you. God said, your punishment for all of your deranged behavior, for all the things you've done is 70 years. But after that 70 years, I will visit you. Now you can rail against that. You can say, I don't care what you are saying, but God's word eventually came to pass if you read through the book of Jeremiah and also read the history of these people who are descendants of Abraham. They were locked down in Babylon for 70 years. That is about two generations. And eventually, God visited them. Now, hear what he says. You see, I told you before that on the eternal plane, on the eternal realms, time is not what we know it to be. 70 years 
is just a short piece of time. On this earth, 70 years, some people would have died. Some people have just been born. You know, it's a long time. But here's the thing. It says in verse 11, for I know, actually, let me go back to verse 10. It says, for thus said the Lord that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good work to you in causing you to return to this place. God said, I will visit you and bring you back to this place. After 70 years, who returns to where they came from? But God said, to show my power, I am going to bring you back. Friends, watch this. You may have gone through some difficulties in your life. You may have been the one who erred, or you even did not make any mistakes. You don't even know how it came, but you are passing through a difficult time. Here's my encouragement for you. The Lord will visit you because that is what he does. He wants to visit. Let's keep going to see how he will bring this to pass. It says uh, in verse 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. I'm talking to the person who believes that they are blessed of God, no matter their circumstance. He says, they are thoughts of peace and not of evil. God is not in heaven thinking of how he's going to destroy you. No, he said they are thoughts of peace and in order for what? To give you an expected end. Some version says to give you a future and a hope. And in verse 12, he says, he now puts the condition how this is going to happen. When the Lord gives a word of prophecy, when the Lord sends a letter of prophecy to a people, sometimes prophecy is, is, is given and you don't even see it. It's like, man, what God said, we can't see it. It's, nothing is happening. Well, because, look at what he says, verse 12. He says, then shall ye call upon me and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. He, what God is saying is, you take this letter, you take this word that Jeremiah has spoken, and you pray it until it becomes a reality. And verse 13, he says, look at furthermore what we need to do. He says, you shall seek me and you shall find me. Remember, we're talking about a blessed people who find themselves in a quagmire. We find a blessed people who find themselves in the depths of the pit. We find a blessed people who find themselves in, you know, at a crossroads. We find a blessed people who are, who are probably at a point of despair. They don't think that they will ever come out of captivity because their forefathers have talked to them. Those who have died, who came when they were young, who are now you know, 90 years or they died, told them, told this generation, where we came from is a beautiful land. It's called the land of Jerusalem. It's called such and such and such and such. Oh, this is, they told all these stories and how God has said he's going to restore them, how they will not be slaves forever, how they will not be captives forever in this, in this place. And so some of them would have despaired. You see, as human beings, after a couple years of going through difficulty, after a couple months, we, we, we just want to give up. It's just, you know, today I want to say to you, friends, you should not give up. I'm speaking to somebody today. You must not give up. You must not give up. Take that last ounce of strength. Take whatever it is that you have left. You know, this Bible tells us about the prophet Elisha meeting this woman whose husband, one of the prophets had died. And she was indebted to, 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 to someone. And they were going to come and take her sons to be slaves. In those days, that's what they did. And she had to run to the man of God and say, please help me. And the man of God said, what do you have in the house? He said, I have a pot of oil or a, a jar of oil. And, and, and he said, all right, go and borrow vessels from your neighbor. 
And she did exactly that. He said, just pour out. She had a miracle. I still believe in miracles today. I believe that our God is able to turn a dark situation around. I believe that our God is able to make a way for you in your situation, in your work, in your business, in your relationships, in your marriage, before you sign that dotted line. If God has begun to walk in your heart, maybe it's time you look back and say, you know what? I need to take a step in the direction that God is, is asking me to. Don't hear what people are telling you to do. Hear what he's telling to you to, and you will have joy at the end of the day. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. And, and, and he says, I'm thinking of good thoughts towards you. It's in the letter. I said, I will bring you back after 70 years. But here's what will happen. You have to call upon me. You have to pray. You have to uh, pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. And he says, you should seek me and find me, verse 13, when you shall search for me with all your heart. When you shall search for me with all your heart. The question is, how much of your heart is involved in the searching? How much of your heart is involved? And look at what it says in verse 14. I will be found of you, says the Lord. That's it, period. He said, if you search for me with all your heart, I will search for, uh, you will be found of me. And, he said, and then he says, I will turn away your captivity and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, said the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. God says, you first of all have to call upon me and then you will now uh, go and look for me. It's, it's funny. He says, go and look for me. You remember when people were looking for Pokemon all over the place, right? Well, this is not Pokemon Go, Pokemon Search or anything. But he wants us to become intentional. He says, be intent. Look for me. Do you know what that means? We have to become intentional. Let me, let me close this by saying this. God has an intent towards you. But you have to be intentional to meet God's intent. God has an intention towards you. It is to bless you. It is to give you peace. It is to give you joy. But he says, you have to be intent. You're, uh, you have to have an intention also in that direction because otherwise you will cross wires or you would not meet. He has an intention towards you. He's radioing towards you. You have to tune in to him. And then he says, if you go and seek me, you know, sometimes we have to do something in, on the physical plane. Have you ever thought of going to a library? Now they are closed. Take one of the private rooms there as a busy mom. Just, you know, say to your husband, uh, you know, to your spouse and say, I want to go to the library today. I'm not going to read. I'm just going to go there with my Bible or a book that I really enjoy along with my Bible. I'm going to sit there for three hours. I'm going to just practice that. Have you ever thought to yourself, I'm going to go somewhere, um, you know, sit by the river, maybe when it's a little warm out. And I will just sit there for one hour and just be quiet and be silent so that I can, you know, hear from God. You know, one of the most powerful things we can ever do is to practice silence in the presence of God. No music, no radio, no nothing. Just sit there silently. People who love to fish can do that a lot. But this time, no fishing, nothing to distract you. Just say, I want to, I am going to seek God is a practical thing we can do. You may have to leave your home because a lot of times if we're used to our, a, a certain surrounding and we don't change our environment, we are sometimes not open to the spiritual the way we could be at another level. 
Don't get me wrong. You can encounter grace and the spirit of God in your home. But think about taking a step further and saying, I'm going to the edge of the river. I am going to that library. I'm going to that coffee shop. I'm just going to sit there. Uh, I'm going to be looking out the window. And do you know some of the greatest discoveries in life, in human history, came when people were bored? They sat down looking out the window and suddenly a thought came to them. Or they sat down, you know, meditating on something, looking at a tree, and then suddenly an idea came. Friends, I want you to understand, we need to become practical. If we as blessed people go and seek the God of our blessing, guess what happens? We will move from where we are to where we should be and move from where we are to where he wants us to be. I pray that you've been blessed by the blessing series and um, it's available, I believe, on um, um, iTunes uh, uh, and, and Spotify and there are other platforms. I don't have them <laughs> listed out here, but um, you can always enjoy the message and I pray that God will bless you. Go back and review the blessings um, series, download our podcast and enjoy it and God will bless you. In Jesus' name, you can find the, uh, uh, the podcast on that Joy Fountain Church. That's how it is um, there. And um, those messages will really bless you. And we hope that we can actually make this into an ebook too. That's something we're working on so that people can actually um, read and enjoy what is all involved. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you as we take some prayer points right now out of this message for the next 10 minutes before we close. Let me just pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your grace for the last couple of months that we have been looking at the ble the blessing you never run out of what to say to your people lord we don't want to just hear these words we want to pray the words the things that you have taught us out of this message and may the prayers as we pray them be answered in jesus name amen god bless you in jesus name well that's all for now thank you for listening were you blessed by the message do you have any questions did you make a commitment to follow Jesus as Lord? Please let us know. You can contact us by sending us a message on our contact page at joyfountainchurch.com. Have a blessed day.